welcome back to hashtag this is 30. I probably should change the title at some point. I'm actually 31 now, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I have someone on again that's actually twice my age. It's my dad, <laughs> um, Howard Arden. Say hello. Hello. Um, he's back um, by popular demand. Thank you all that listened to the last episode and were interested in more job information. Hopefully you've had some success in trying out the tips for finding and getting a hidden job. Um, But the next thing that I heard about that would be helpful for people is interview tips and skills. Um, I know that's a big nerve-wracking thing for even me. Um, Just wanting to make sure you're doing it right, getting prepared, how to behave, and even after the fact, how to handle um, getting that job interview and nailing it. Um, So... He's back. Um, if you want to give like a quick little intro for people, maybe if this is their first episode hearing you, like just a quick blurb of what you do. Sure, I'm the career services manager for Jewish Family and Career Services, and our department is uh, tasked with helping people to become more job ready. And we have workshops that are free, showing people how to uh, conduct a good job search. And I've been in human resources for over 30 years, helping people find job opportunities and uh, really has built a lot of strength of my HR background on recruiting. So um, that's what we do now, help people find jobs, give them a lot of tips. And you'll be surprised at the people who have a lot of experience in the field, but uh, still need some tips or reminders of things they need to do for their interviews. Okay, awesome, perfect. So let's, we can go ahead and just jump right into it. Um, So I was wanting to go over kind of for people um, the interview essentially from start to finish because I feel like it's a whole process. So let's say you've applied, let's use myself, I've applied to a job, maybe I've done the hidden job process, Um, I've made my application, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, maybe it's like two weeks later and then I get an email. I feel like that's pretty common now. Um, Email letting you know like, okay, like you are going to be getting a call from HR on such and such a day at such and such a time. So let's start pretty fresh there. Like what would you recommend? I've got the email. My phone screening is Tuesday at two. So first of all, in our business, we like to say failing to prepare is preparing to fail. And that's something that's very important. You need to really make sure you're prepared for your interview. Uh, You just can't show up. You've got to be ready. So here's some things that you need to do nowadays in preparation for your interview. Nowadays, with all the technology that's available, there's really no excuse not to do some research on the company. I had an employer actually yesterday uh, tell me that he had someone who showed up for an interview. First question he asked them was, well, tell me what you know about our organization. And the uh, candidate had no answer at all. So that they got off to a really bad start. Uh, but in preparation for your interview, you want to research the company. Uh, and you can just Google that up and go to their website. It shows you the industry and the current trends, maybe the mission statement of the company. The more you know about the company, the better. Their company values. And these aren't things that just are helpful for you to know to show your research uh, that you've done on the interview, but it'll help you later when you're asking questions of the company as well. So you can use things like LinkedIn, 
Twitter, Facebook. LinkedIn is good. If you want to, if you, for example, have the name of the person you're going to be interviewing with, uh, everyone, has got, everyone has a LinkedIn profile. You might just pull, <clears throat> pull their LinkedIn profile up to see a little bit about them because you might be able to get some points about them personally that you could use in your interview. Like, for example, I interviewed at Home Depot for a position once. I saw the person I was going to speak with had a background in um, legal, uh, the employment legal side of things. So I talked about the legal part of my background when I met with him. So just that little tip of information is very, very helpful. So as far as getting ready for your interview, you want to make sure that you pick out a professional outfit, generally a dark suit, a light shirt, and uh, for men a tie, perhaps. Uh, creative fields and technology companies, you might be dressed sharply with a clean, tailored look. Women, three pieces recommended, slacks, skirt, blouse, sweater, blazer. Um, you'll always be better off overdressed than underdressed. When in doubt, go up one level. A uh, few other things that you just want to be careful of. Be careful of the excessive cologne or perfume when you're getting ready for your interview. Uh, this may sound strange and some people may not like this, but uh, no large nose rings. Uh, cover your tattoos. People may say, well, I, I, I want to express myself and, I, and, and this is who I am. But you still need to play it pretty safe when it comes to interviews right now. Once you get the job, you can kind of see how people are dressed. But going on an initial interview, more conservative, conservative than not. And that's for, like, any industry, right? It's like any, any industry. Corporate job. Any. I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe if you're a tattoo artist, that might be different. Well, yeah, but, it's different. I mean, yeah. for the most part, like a office job. I would say even, you know, I gave you the example before we got on about somebody I knew uh, interviewing at a gym. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, yeah, I feel like you can't fail with, without, tr- I mean, if you're dressing up, like, right. no matter the industry. You can't go wrong yeah. in that regard. Okay. Uh, I had someone one time go for an interview for a medical receptionist position, and the person had tattoos showing, and the employer just didn't like that. They said, look, they're going to be meeting with a lot of people, they're meeting with a lot of older people, uh, that may not go very well, but you just have to adjust. And like you just said, better to overdress than underdress. That's not a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as getting ready for your interview as well, you want to make sure you bring several copies of your resume. Uh, you may send your resume ahead of time. The person may displace it uh, or misplace it. So it's always good to have an extra copy of your resume ready for you. If you're, uh, you, you map out in advance your travel, especially here in Atlanta. Atlanta has a lot of uh, travel challenges. So you want to map that out ahead of time. Go to uh, MapQuest, see where you're going. If you if you Map have a Quest. chance, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, let's Quest. okay. Let's be more current. Um, MapQuest, <laughs> old. Yeah. Waze. Okay. Or Google Maps or um, Apple Maps or whatever. Folks, you should see in the face when I said MapQuest. You almost passed out. Yeah, no MapQuest. But the, the, <laughs> the point is, you want to map out your travel. You want to map out your your. Trip. Don't be late. Don't be late. That that's very important. If you're late. That, that can be the kiss of death. But now, if you are running late, just call them. You know, make sure you have a phone number of the person you're going to call, uh, go interview with. People don't mind a call. People do mind you just kind of strolling in there late and not giving them a heads up, if you will. So we went from the phone, I think we kind of skipped a little bit from phone to now we're in person. So did you have anything for phone screening? Just because... I do, and I'm sorry I missed that about the phone. No, it's okay. So anyway, if you're going to do a phone screen, which is usually the first step in the interviewing process, you want to make sure you have a quiet room to take the call. There's nothing worse than speaking to someone and there's uh, background noise or the person is distracted with a whole lot of other things going on. 
I will tell you that I once interviewed someone, and I'll be frank with you, right in the middle of the interview, the toilet flushed. So, um, nice. you know, first thing I felt like saying is, did everything come out all right? But it, nevertheless, uh, uh, that's a, yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Have notes and paper and pen to take some notes during your, um, your phone screen. Have your job description and the resume in sight so you can refer to that and not have to think about your answers. Take the call on a landline, um, if possible. Sometimes, if you're on a cell phone, uh, make sure there's charge, has good reception. I know most people have cell phones, so yeah, make sure that you have a landline. Yeah, well, make sure that your cell phone is charged. There's nothing worse than being in a call. And again, that happened to me once where someone was called and um, they lost the service, and, and that was it for that. You also want to make sure that when you're taking the call that, um, let's say you're driving, and ideally you'd like to have the interview set up where you're going to be receiving that call at a certain day and time. Sometimes employers will call you, though, and they may not give you some advance notice. If you're in your car, if you're not ready and you're not prepared to take the call, just answer the call from the person. Let them know that right now you're not in the position to speak with them. Can we reschedule while you have them on the phone? Uh, there's nothing worse than trying to do a phone screen while you're driving and not being able to focus and pay attention. It's better for you to delay that call for maybe an hour later or the next day even than to take a call and have a bad phone screen. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense because I've... A lot of times with Sprint, <laughs> I drop calls while I'm driving, so that's that would be bad, and I would be distracted. The other thing you may have happen, and it may may or may not be the case, but I'll just cover real quickly, is uh, a Skype or a video interview. Sometimes people, uh, if there's a distance, uh, maybe the person you're interviewing with is in another uh, another state. They may do a Skype or uh, video interview. If that's the case, make sure you have again a quiet space, neat space. No animals or family members present. Uh, look at what will be in view behind you. Do not sit in front of a window. Again, have your resume in clear view as well as a job description, pen and paper. Dress well. Uh, be aware of your body language. You just have to remember that phones, interviews, Skype interviews, it's an interview. So you can't take it lightly. Uh, I've had people, uh, you, you call them up on the phone and they're talking to someone else or they're not focused. It's an interview, and uh, you need to treat it as importantly as you would be one in person. Right, yeah, that's good, because um, it's easy to think it's just pretty casual, but if you don't ace that, then you're not going to get the in-person interview. That's right. I would think so. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so we went over the phone screening, Skype video screening, um, what to wear, because now it's like, okay, my screening went well on the phone. My next notification is, okay, we want you to come in and do an in-person. So you went over checking MapQuest, um, a.k.a. Waze, to get directions and make sure you... Uh, I actually, you told me this, but like go there first on a day that's not the interview? If possible. If possible, if you can make a dry run so that that uh, first day is not your first time trying to find the spot. Uh, that's a great way. Office to... parks are confusing. Office parks are very confusing. Yeah. yeah. And so a dry run, if possible, certainly will relieve a lot of that tension. There's nothing scarier. Interviews are scary enough. It's even worse when your interview is at 1 o'clock and you're at 5 of 1 and you're nowhere near the building. That's the worst. Yeah. Um, and then um, for people that have children, I put that in here just in case people don't know, like as far as the etiquette with kids because where I worked, the doctor's office I worked at, we had people, you know, unsure sometimes, like, can I bring my kid or can I 
you know, can they sit in the lobby or something? And at that office, it was a no. So I was yeah, say. that's a no under almost all circumstances okay. right now. You, you you can't bring your your child with you. That's just not. Um, well, first of all, it, it's not professional. Second of all, the employer may look at you as, uh, oh boy, um, this person may have some childcare issues, and um, that's something that could be a big red flag. Okay. All right. That's good to know. Um, and don't leave them in the car either. Try to get a sitter. <laughs> get a sitter. I've yeah. heard the story of the lady that, or ladies that are like, well, the kid was in the car. I was doing an interview. So yeah. anyway. Don't do it. Um, and then now we're in person. So I'm, or I have arrived. Mm-hmm. I should have my copies of my resume with me. I'm dressed appropriately. And I was going to throw in, uh, I know it's recommended for a three-piece for women, but, um, well, three-piece, like, blazer, I guess, dress or skirt and top, but, um, I, isn't just, like, a nice dress and, and heels, like, something you'd wear to church, okay? That's totally fine. Like, totally kind of for somebody in your 30s, like... Yeah, that's totally fine. No that, shoulder pads, yeah. like, we're not wearing that anymore. Right, yeah, totally fine, what you described is totally and, fine. And, like, length appropriate. Yes. To the knee, maybe, or something. Right. Covered. Yeah. Yes. Modest. Okay. You're not going out to the club dancing. You're, you're going for an interview, so Correct. Be, be professional. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. So, okay. So now I'm in the lobby and I'm waiting to be called in. Mm-hmm. So. First thing is to be nice to everybody in that lobby. You don't know who is going to have an influence on your interview. Uh, sometimes people will give the receptionist maybe a little attitude. I will tell you <laughs> that I've had receptionists uh, or front desk people come to me, throw the resume on my desk and say, Howard take five minutes get them out of here they, they, they were rude they were impolite uh then conversely i've had them come to me and say howard wow i really like this person they were very nice now that didn't have a necessary big influence on my decision on if they were going to be hired or not but it certainly helps uh when people are passing in the lobby yeah, be pleasant say hello to them one of those individuals may have an impact on uh, the hiring decision or might be even the hiring manager so be very pleasant to the people in the lobby that's very important Make sure your cell phone is off. Please, please, please. I can't tell you how many times I've been in an interview and the person says, oh, I'm so sorry, and the cell phone goes off. So make sure your cell phone is off before your interview or turn low uh, so there's no sound. Vibrate. You know, you just don't want it going off during your interview. Um, I think we had said also, and I'm backing up a little bit, that you want to make sure you get to your interview at least 15 minutes early. Uh, That might give you a chance if you have to run to the restroom and make sure um, you feel good about how you look or or, or just 15 minutes is usually good. Sometimes people, I have had people show up for interviews an hour early. That's a little too early. Um, Certainly you don't want to be late. About 15 minutes is probably about the axiom that you want to go with. So let's say the interviewer comes out. You want to surely make sure you have a firm handshake, smile, make eye contact. Uh, that first impression, you, there's an old saying, you have only one chance to make a good first impression. So that, that first impression is something that the first minute is the uh, impressions are formed by the person you're going to meet with. So uh, you want to definitely do that. Establish your rapport. Nothing wrong with a little bit of small talk in the beginning. Wow, the Atlanta traffic is something... Uh, if you're a Braves fan, how about those Braves? You know, something a little small to just mm-hmm. establish a little bit of rapport with the person. Be careful being too personal because sometimes people think, well, you know, the recruiter's not there, they're not your friend. So, meaning that you don't want to get in there and start saying, well, I've got a three year old and I've got this, that, and the other. And you may say, well, Howard, why don't I want to discuss the fact that I've got a three year old? 
it's just not related to you getting the job. It, it's something that you don't want to bring up. It's the, the less personal information you want to bring up, the better. So it's good to talk very generally about some things and rapport, but I wouldn't get too personal right up front. Mm. Okay, that that's interesting. Um, so or just some, you said, how's the weather? Well, you said traffic, sports, yeah. maybe the weather. Yeah, no political. Stay away from political and things. <laughs> I guess, like, how was your weekend? Is yeah, that- well, that that might, that might be soon. a little too. That's a little too soon. Okay. Um, but uh, something of that nature. Maybe you walk in there and you're a, let's say a, a, a graduate of uh, University of Georgia, or you like the Georgia Bulldogs. Person has a bulldog on their desk. Um, that could create a little bit of conversation. Just something to break the ice a okay. little bit. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, a couple other things I just want to mention. Uh, don't chew gum, and don't suck on some candy uh, that may that may sound very ridiculous but I've had people come in the interview and they're chewing gum and they're chopping it and maybe because they're nervous or they just yeah, forgot to get rid of it is. but you don't want to show up to an interview chewing gum and uh, and uh, doing that remain professional even if the interviewer becomes very casual sometimes you're interviewing with people and they don't always know how to interview uh, they may be a manager and they're not an HR person and their interviewing style is very casual they may even let a few profanities slip out well you don't want to do that you're you're a professional mm-hmm. no profanities uh, stay professional and even if they get casual you stay professional profanities are cuss words yes yeah just to be clear mm-hmm. You also, um, during your interview, don't want to say anything negative about your former or current employer. If you speak bad about your current or former employer, the person interviewing might think, well, gee, you know, uh, what's to keep them from saying bad things about us? Or just reflects badly on your, your personality and your, uh, your style. You, you want to come in and be as positive as possible about um, the situation and uh, why you're looking to change. Maybe it's because you uh, are advanced as high as you can where you are now. You want to learn something new. Um, but if your manager happens to be a real tyrant, well, keep that to yourself. Don't don't bring that up during the interview. Tyrant, yeah. AKA jerk. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, there was something I was gonna say and I forgot it. Okay, go ahead. I might might interrupt you. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about this later, but don't ask about salary. Um, if the interviewer brings it up, try and find out their range before giving an answer. Uh, that's always the toughest thing. When I interview people, I save that question for last because it's very tense. Uh, that's usually when the room stops and everybody kind of looks at each other, but um, I wouldn't bring up any questions about salary or benefits. So even you, at the end? No, not the end. Like, oh, so, you know, you maybe nope. you're at the end, like, oh, so how much does this pay? Nope, nope. Or, nope. I don't know, I've never done it, so I can't even, no. the answer I'm is, looking to make this much. Nope, the answer is no, 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 because what you want to do in that first interview is you want to get them to want you. Uh, you can you can start negotiating monies once they want you. Right now, they, you don't even know if they want you. <laughs> that's what I was going to... Okay, that's what just reminded me because I had forgot it. But this is like a first date. That's exactly right. That's this exactly is all right. sounding like a first date. Very much so. Like, much so. put on your best pre, you know, dress mm-hmm. and, like, behavior and, like... Don't really talk money, nothing right. too crazy. And hopefully your first date, you're not going to be asking, for, proposing marriage. Yeah. And that's almost the same thing as, you know, putting right down to the making me an offer and what kind of money I'm going to get. You don't even know if they like you yet. And you don't even know if you like them. That's, well, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. But, and then, but I've heard people say at the end of an interview, like, oh, so are we going to move forward or what did you think of me? Don't, don't, some people kind of 
throw well, it out there? I'll get to that. We've got a little time. We'll get to that a little later as far okay. as the, yeah, the natural process. Yeah, that just made process. me think of that. But, but we'll, we'll cover that as we get to the end of the interview itself. Mm-hmm. Okay. But those are things you want to do during the interview. Again, those are the things. Make sure you know your resume as well. Uh, you'll be surprised at the people. Because a lot of employers, they're going to take your resume and sit it in front of them and ask you questions off your resume. If you are unsure or you don't really know the answers to the resume, it's going to look like you didn't do that resume or that maybe that's not even you. So make sure you know your resume because your employer is going to ask you questions off that resume. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, great. Well, I think that's a good um, first half. I know we've got some more questions coming, um, some good topics. So I'll go ahead and just take a minute here and take a break and we'll be right back. Okay, awesome. And we are back. So the next thing, um, as far as interviewing goes, would be what are some common things that the person doing the interviewing or like the interviewers, what are they looking for from the applicant, the inter- the person being interviewed? Yep. There's, there's three different types of interviews. One is called a screening interview. And that screening interview is usually conducted by a human resources person. And just like it says, they're trying to weed out candidates you know they may have a job where they've received 100 resumes they've looked at the 100 and they whittle that down to 10 and they're going to interview five and they're trying to whittle that down you have to understand that in human resources you have got a ton of resumes um, a lot of candidates and your HR's process is to whittle it down so those interviews are going to be usually on the phone first um, usually conducted by an HR professional They'll ask you questions, basic questions about your um, your skill set, your qualifications, and those are usually kind of mapped out, if you will. So you're going to get an interview question. Somebody's asking about accounting. Have you ever worked with financial statements? Have you ever worked with QuickBooks? Very basic questions. Oh, okay, like just, your experience. Right, kinda. just just to get you through. So, again, it's weeding out. If, if you ask someone, have you ever worked with QuickBooks, and they say no. Have you ever prepared financial statements, they say no. Well, that's a weeding out type of uh, interview. Like, okay, we can probably not consider, consider you. Correct. Yeah, okay. The next kind is called a one-on-one, and that one-on-one is to determine the fit. And that one-on-one interview can be conducted by a human resources person or perhaps a manager or someone else is going to be in your department. And that's going to be questions that maybe relate more to chemistry. So they'll ask you questions like, well, uh, do you like working by yourself? Do you like working in an open office environment? Uh, In addition to asking questions about your skill set. Interesting. Okay, I just thought of this. So, like, how much of this, like, just keeping it real, how much of this are you to, like, fluff, for lack of a better? Like, I feel like... Some of these ans- some of these answers, like even for me right now, that I'd be like, well, you know what, I don't really care for an open environment, mm-hmm. or I do prefer working alone. Like, is you know, mm-hmm. I feel like people end up lying, just to be honest. Well, actually, people <laughs> people usually play it right down the middle. Um, for example, I was interviewing someone on 
uh, Wednesday, and it was for a medical assistant position. And medical assistants work in what's called front office and back office. Uh, front office obviously is greeting patients. Back office is doing vitals on patients and doing a lot more physical work with the patient. So I asked two individuals for interviews uh, for medical assistant positions. Do they prefer front or back? And they were pretty smart. They said, "Well, frankly, I, I'm good with either. Um, I'm, I'm, good with, I'm good with I'm good with either, unless it's something that's." really 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 going to make or break you as far as taking that position playing it right down the middle is probably okay so if you definitely can't work in an office environment for whatever reason that you could say I prefer working in an office in a different kind of closed environment but for the most part if you're smart you're going to just keep it as open as possible okay just kind of keep it vague is what it sounds like keep it very general actually general that's it okay yeah then the third kind of interview you might get is a panel or group interview where you're interviewing with maybe two or three people. And that happens sometimes, especially as you get down to the next step of your interviewing process. So the phone screen, maybe you've had an interview with human resources and your next interview could be with a group. So it, it could be made up of the manager of the department and two other individuals that work in the department. A couple of things you want to do there is when you get their business card, if they give you a business card, put the cards lined up in a way right in front of the people you're speaking with that way you can remember the names of the people you're talking to so you can refer to Mr. Smith Mr. Jones because you've got their resume excuse me their business card right in front of them could you just write it down because I never really got business cards you can write it down too but you just want to be something where you can refer to them by name if possible one thing that's very important is you make sure you speak to all three people you're interviewing with uh, or, or however many are interviewing you in the group uh, if you ignore a person that person could be the one that's making the final decision so you've got three people in the room one to your left one to your right one in the middle as you're answering questions from them uh, make sure you look at all three at different points during the interview if that makes sense yeah, no, that makes sense. Don't ignore anybody. Yep. Okay. Um, what? Let me see. What would be the next thing? So then now. Um, yeah, I guess. What are some common questions that you've seen? I feel like you know, that's probably the most nerve-wracking part. Like now you're in the room with one person or a group of people. All eyes are kind of on you. Like. Other than the generic, like, oh, so why do you want to work here? Or tell us a little bit about yourself. I feel like that creates a lot of the anxiety. Like, oh, my gosh, what are they going to ask me? Like, you know, you, you don't want to have to be answering it like, no, nah, nah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, so what are some you've seen? If you keep in mind that every question you're asked by the interviewer, you've got to answer in such a way as to uh, align your skill set or you with that position you'll be in good shape. So let's go with what you said earlier. Tell me about yourself. Well, tell me about yourself does not mean I'm from Norwalk, Connecticut. I'm a Virgo. I've got, you know, two children. No. I like ice cream. I like ice cream. I like to party on <laughs> the weekends. But what tell me about yourself means is I'm a good communicator. I love speaking with people. Um, this sales job we're talking to right now, I love negotiating and closing deals. So your tell me about yourself is always going to be related to the job you're in. I feel for. like that's so Sounds, cliche, but yeah, it's cliche, I know, but yeah, I know it's what they want. But that's it's, what they want. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah, you'll get other questions, and the one that I think is kind of going away now to a certain extent is tell me about your strengths, tell me about your weaknesses. But people still ask it. Easy to answer. Tell me about your strengths. Although some people don't like to brag on themselves, but that's your time to uh, extol your virtues and talk good about the things you've done. The tougher thing is, what are you about your weaknesses? 
one thing you <laughs> one thing you don't want to do is say I don't have any, because that's a oh, that's one right there. Okay. Sometimes people will say to me, "Well, I, I can't think of any weaknesses," and I'll think, "Well, there's one. Uh, you're not being realistic. Mm-hmm. Everybody but then has a weakness." You can't come out and be like, "Well, I run late. I." Uh, don't work very well in teams. Like, you can't say that. No, here's what you say. Tell me about your weaknesses. Well, you know, I really wish I was a little stronger working with computers. Uh, A couple years ago, I didn't have any idea how Excel worked. Um, So what you want to do is turn that weakness into a positive. I didn't really know how to work with Excel. Now, what I've done over the last couple years is I've gone on YouTube, I've practiced Excel, I've gotten much better at it. So there you've turned a weakness into a positive. Sometimes people will say, well, one of the weaknesses is I work too hard, I, I, um, I, I overextend myself. Um, what, what have you done to improve that? Well, now I pace myself, I'm able to get a better idea of what I want to do work-wise. But whatever weakness you say, make sure you have a positive to turn and show how you're working on making that weakness a strength. Okay. Yeah, that does. I've never actually really done that. There's a ton of questions. I mean, there there are questions like, why should I hire you? Um, Why do you want to work for this company? Um, And that's a good one. Why do you want to work for this company? And you can't say, well, you got a great building and a great view. You know, you've got to have some. Um, Seems like you have good benefits. Yeah, good benefits. Or uh, (laughs) I like the way people dress. It's got to be something where you've done your research, and your research will show you that this company is a leader in their field. They just got involved in a new product. Uh, they, uh, or some company you've you've done your research and shown that they have good advancement opportunities. So um, those are the kind of questions that we tend to get. Again, there's a ton of them that they may ask. Because that's that part ask. of the weeding out, isn't it? I it mean, is part of the weeding out. Are you willing to travel? Uh, how much will you be willing to travel? Uh, if someone says, "Well, I'm only willing to go five miles," someone else says, "I'm be willing to go, you know, fifteen or 20. Uh Right? It weeds people out. Um, and I guess some, well, not. Maybe this is not used anymore either, but like one of the ones that's inappropriate, like somebody shouldn't be asking you, like, do you have any children? Correct. Okay. That's the only one I can think of. Or like, do you have any, I don't think anybody would ask, do you have any disabilities? But I mean. No, but believe it or not, um, it's also illegal for someone to ask you where you're from. Believe it or not. No, you may say, well, okay, it's illegal, but how do I handle the question? What you want to do is you want to direct the person back to the, um, your skill set. So if someone asks you a question like, um, do you have any children? You can say, well, I do. But let me tell you more about my skill set. You want to direct it back to the skill set. And frankly, to be honest with you, if somebody asks you a lot of inappropriate questions, you may not want to work there. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Okay, just want to make sure people know they have, you know, the, the right. Yeah, exactly. To avoid answering or get out of that question. I've seen employers even ask people about their hobbies, and and that question is just to get an idea about you as a person. Are you just somebody who work, work, work? Um, They want to get to know you a little bit more as a person. Yeah, Uh, I was asked that at my current job, mm -hmm. but it was at the end. That was like the last question. It's like, oh, so what do you like to do on the weekends or something like that? Like, what do you enjoy doing? And I was kind of thrown off because I was like, is this a trick question? But then they kind of lightened up, but you still never know. Right. I don't know if this is a... You know, yeah. if I'm answering this right or not. But. Well, it's, it's usually not a trick question. They just want to see uh, what 
kind of person you are. It's again building a rapport. Um, chemistry is very important. You may have all the skills in the world to work for a particular company, but if the chemistry is not right, if they're if if you working in that department is not going to be a real good match for the kind of environment they have, um, you know, that, say they have a very open environment, they have a very team environment, and everything you do is singular and uh, just to yourself. Doesn't mean that you're not going to get the job or that you're not the best person, but it gives them an idea: Are you going to be a good fit? Mm. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Great. Um, this has been good. I think I'm trying to figure out. Okay. Yeah, so then I feel like there's so many, like you said, questions that could be asked during the interview. I think another one that I was going to just mention or maybe, like, um, makes me think of my last interview when I got my current job was um, the scenario ones, which they can change, too. But I want to say, like, just so people know, like, one of them was something to the effect of, well, um, tell us about a time that you were on a deadline or tell us about a time that you were under like um, a lot of stress and how the outcome was. So just so people know, like that's one that could be a little tricky where I had, because, you know, you helped me before and so I just kind of knew, but I had already some stories from my other job. Right. Of, and honestly, I came from a totally different industry. Mm. I worked at non, a non-profit, like women's shelter and right. went to an insurance job. So mm. I had to think, I told them a time like, oh, well, I was on the crisis line and then the women were having an incident in the house and I had to do this. Like I just went through the a positive situation of how it ended up well and what I did to contribute to it. So right. just want people to know they'll probably ask you, like take you, they, they'll want you to tell a story of how you accomplish something, you know? You yeah. know what I'm trying to say? That's called situational uh, interviewing. and that uh, Oh, excuse me, that's called behavioral interviewing. And uh, almost any question can be answered through behavioral. So if you took the example you just gave, um, folks, what I'm going to encourage you to do is to Google, Google this word, uh, STAR, S-T-A-R, method of interviewing. STAR stands for situation, task, action, and result. So if someone asks you... Uh, Tell us about a time where you had to resolve a conflict. You want to give the situation. Well, the conflict was uh, I had a situation where uh, two coworkers didn't get along very well. Task. Your task was to somehow be able to get people to work together to get the project taken care of. A action. The action was you sat down with the two and said, "Look, you know, we've got a deadline. We've got a project. This is your role. This is my role." Result is obviously result, and hopefully the result will be a positive one. So you're going to do yourself a favor to Google star method of interviewing, and you can answer almost any behavioral question with that method. Mm-hmm. And you always like want to make yourself look really good, like the shining star yeah, don't pick situation. A, don't pick a result that was a bad one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pick, pick a good result. Where you can end up saying, like, the numbers went up, or, like, sales went up, yes. or... The project was done on time. Situation got resolved and yeah. beat, the, know, the, the, beat the deadline. But play the play up your role in it is Absolutely. what I've realized. You Absol- know, even Absolutely. if it's honestly different industry, try to think of stories from your past job, like your successes, because mm-hmm. I had to do that and try to align it to what I do now, and it was totally different. So just to give people some encouragement, if you're like switching industries, right? 
And the more you plan by thinking of the kind of questions you might get, uh, you can also Google up typical interview questions. The more you practice that, the days before the interview, the more relaxed you are. The time you get nervous, I mean, interviews are nerve-wracking, but the time you become very nervous is when you're like, okay, what are they going to ask, or or how am I going to answer this? Uh, You may not have an answer to every question, because everyone interviews differently, but if you have some basic answers to some of these questions, you'll go in a little bit more comfortable, a little little more relaxed. Yeah, I think that helps, because a lot of times you get, at least if you're like me, I just do my job, and then I'm just like, oh, I feel like I do the same thing every day, but like, it, it has forced me to think of like, what you know, what are some big things that I've done or some hard situations so that I can regurgitate it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Brag on yourself, like you said. Yeah. Um, Okay, so then once you get through some of those questions, you're in there, you've made it through that part, and then usually at the end, um, they're like, okay, well, that's all we have, so do you have any questions for us? And I've noticed or heard some people that are like, oh, you know, I really don't have any questions or, you know, I don't really know what to say at that part. Mm -hmm. So what Mm -hmm. would you say to that? Well, first of all, if you give the opportunity to ask uh, some questions, here are two reasons why you should have questions. Number one, um, it's unlikely you're going to know everything that you need to know because let's face it the interview is two way street you, you're interviewing them as well you want to make sure this is a place that you actually want to work back so, to the first date thing back to the first date thing exactly <laughs> do you want to date them do I want to date this person you yeah. know uh, but secondly you want to show the company that you did your homework and you did some research and that can be done very well by the kind of questions you ask um, one question could be to the employer what do you see the company in the next couple of years um, mm-hmm. how would you describe the company culture Um, What is your management style? Uh, What are the challenges or pain points that the organization has? Now, you're asking those questions with a purpose because if you ask what is your management style, or better yet, what what are some of the challenges you see in the department? Let's say that it's a customer service position and they're saying, well, we don't feel that we're making our customers feel good with the quality of our answers. Well, that gives you a chance to come in with examples where you gave some good answers and made customers feel comfortable in the past and you gave some um, you know, some good uh, answers to some challenging questions. So you always ask a question that you can then show your experience in handling that particular situation. So it's all, uh, it's all setting up the story. So you find out the issue and then you provide a solution. That's correct. Like From something your, you've done. Correct, exactly. So okay. that's how you ask those kind of questions. Like, oh, okay, I've... I've had experience making customers go from upset to happier right. previously at working at Publix or whatever. Right. So okay. if, they, if, they, if they had said one of the problems is um, we're just not making our customers feel comfortable, we don't really have good answers for them, then that's a good way you can answer that as well. Nothing also wrong with asking um, why the position is available. Is this a new position? Yeah, are you replacing someone? Uh, what are some of the skills and, and, and talents that you're looking for, ideally for the best person for this job? So if they say, well, we're looking for someone who is real communicative, someone who can get along, someone who can be a forward thinker, then again, you give examples of where you communicated well, where you gave some good forward thinking. Again, all your questions that you're asking are to set up you showing how you've handled that particular situation. Very strategic. Sounds, very strategic. Yeah, that is yeah. very strategic. That's not just a random conversation. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then you said, um, you mentioned a point about, like, how is the company doing or maybe in the future. I know that 
with my job now. I did go on the site, and I felt like it was kind of a little bit out of my league, but I did look up, like... And it, I really didn't even fully know the answer. I guess that's the point of asking. But I was like, oh, well, how how are the financials? Or I said something similar to that. Mm-hmm. And it, it felt very um, intelligent and sophisticated. So I right. highly recommend that one. Because I think I said something like, uh, where do you see the company going in the next few years? I see that... Um, I don't know. I think I brought up some current news thing. Like, I was concerned maybe some... I don't know, weather event right. was going to affect the revenue of the company. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, oh, so uh, how do you see the, the revenue being forecasted in the next few years? So it made it seem like I care right. about the profit, but I also did really care because I don't want to be at a job that can't pay me or, you know, something yeah, like that. So. Exactly. Anyway. And chances are you may not even remember the answer, but the thing is, you asked the question, uh, it was a good question, and it shows the employer that you've done your homework and you're somebody that's showing interest in the company. You have to remember, they're interviewing maybe four or five, six people for this job. You've got to stand out. Yeah, at best. So you've got to stand out. If the other interviewers didn't come in with those kind of real good questions, um, they're going to remember you. They're going to say, you know, I had some real good questions. They did their homework on the company, real thought-provoking questions. They showed their interest in us. So um, you, uh, another way for you to stand out. Yeah. And I think that can be a little challenging if you are just looking for a job. So I, that's why I was kind of touching on like the kind of the honesty piece. Like it may feel disingenuine, but I, for me, just being honest, I would try to recommend like asking questions you actually kind of care about. Right. Exactly. Because <laughs> I kind of had to find that. I mean, I didn't come from insurance, so I kind of had to like make it tailored so. Yeah, I wasn't being like so disingenuous. Right. If that makes sense. So. Right, and again, questions that you could make a, a intelligent response to yeah. based on what they say. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Well, I think that's that's some really good feedback. Um, what is there like um, um, some off off the cuff or like crazy questions you've heard of or you've asked before? Like, I feel like you hear some crazy ones like. Um, that are just off the wall, untraditional. Wow. I was just wondering if you've ever heard, like, a crazy one, just to be funny. Um, <laughs> like... <laughs> gee, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of uh, some... You know, the funny thing is, after this ends, I'll probably have a ton of them. But right now, I'm, I'm drawing a blank as to what might be some of the more bizarre... Oh, um, someone said to me once that they, uh, that they have... Um, I think they were talking about their family, and they said something about their their, their children and their and their husband. And I, I actually had to get them back on track. I was like, well, you know, let, let's kind of focus on the interview itself because <laughs> you know it's nice to hear that you have a a twenty five year old son who is trying out for the St. Louis Cardinals baseball team. But we're really here to talk about your interview. So people have gotten more personal than than personal. you think. Sometimes, yeah. as a matter of fact, somebody asked me a personal question. I probably can't repeat right now. Mm. But people have gotten very very personal about their. Um, you'd be amazed. Let's just say that. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah. So, uh, and then with the researching interview questions beforehand, you can Google it. I agree with you because I've done that. And then I was going to add that on Glassdoor, which I know a lot of people go on Glassdoor.com or the app. Um, they now have like by company, they'll have people that have submitted questions that they were asked. So I was going to suggest that too. Like they're not always there, but sometimes. Yeah. 
Yeah, Glassdoor is really tricky, though. For example, I have a, a uh, and, and you're right, it's a good idea to get a feel for the environment to some extent. But, for example, I have a government, government contract employer, and they noticed that for some reason they were having a particular hard time getting people who were um, a little bit more junior in their work experience, the kind of job they're looking for. Younger. A little younger, thank you. Um, <laughs> As opposed to somebody more mature. And so when I looked at Glassdoor to see the comments, most of the negative comments you could almost tell were written by younger people. So that doesn't necessarily mean that that's a bad company. Um, it gives a little bit to work with. Um, it's just another another research for you. As a matter of fact, that's a good one. Because I, I did ask an employer one time. I said, you know, by the way, I went to Glassdoor and I saw some negative comments about your company. How would you address that? And they did address it and they again showed that I did some homework. So any any research you do is uh, is 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 helpful. I think it shows shows you you've taken the time to prepare for the interview, and where maybe others haven't. Nice, yeah. So I guess um, to end that question section, like, would you recommend people have like quite a few questions, right? Like three or four. To, oh, really? Maybe three or four. Oh, yeah, you okay. don't have that whole lot of questions. Oh, wow. I, 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 two, two or three. Uh, oh. to, but make them good. Um, two or three. I've had, I think I had like five or ten. Well, like two. I was just. But but then I did that thing of like, well, you answered several of these while we were talking. Yeah. Well. So. so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but they did. But two or three good questions is better than having five to ten not so great questions. Okay. Um, but again, your questions need to be really related to the business. Again, don't ask about the salary. Don't ask about benefits. I can't stress that enough. Um, wait until they like you and then you can start negotiating salary at that oh, point. Oh, I did have a quick question on that though because some, if you're doing uh, some jobs, they already have the price or whatever. Right. They have the, the pay salary. Right. So you right. still just don't talk about it. Right, exactly. And also you could do your research okay. ahead of time because there's an old axiom that whoever talks about salary first loses the, that, 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 that battle. Um, okay. You want to have some basic research on a salary have a good idea what an accountant with three years experience in Atlanta area makes so that if you're asked you can say well my research has shown that this is what mm -hmm. um, the pay rate would be um, yeah because I've been asked I was asked that in one job like at the end at the interview they were like so how, how much are you looking to make I mean he just asked me outright right. I was like well I want to make more than what I'm making now mm -hmm. so I gave him a number I had bumped it up like five grand that's fine he was like oh wow like we're not going to be able to do, you know, so we just kind of already cut it, you know, mm -hmm. no hard feelings. But I knew at the end, and he knew at the end, like, we can't even get to that number already. So, right. well, but that's not traditional. Well, that's actually, the only time that happened. On my current job, when I was being walked out the door by Human Resources, they asked me that question, and uh, I gave them a number, and they said, oh, I'm not sure we're looking to pay that high. I didn't say anything else. I just walked out the door and frankly what happened is uh, I must have wowed them enough that they did meet the number I was looking for but uh, oh, okay. it's not so something it can you, change it can change okay. the key thing is you want to get them to like you first again you're using your dating an uh, analogy you want people to, to like you first and once they like you um, and you're within a reasonable range of what they're looking to pay even if it's a little higher than um, than than um, than then I've seen people go out of their range a little bit for people, but you definitely want to make sure that you don't get too embroiled in a salary discussion until they like you and you've had your interview um, and, you know, go from there. Okay, so 
get him to like me and then he'll pay for dinner. Right. At, <laughs> at, at best. Okay, so just um, in, in closing, I guess, the last thing would be, like, interviews done, I'm in the car, probably, like, debriefing with myself what I should have done or didn't do, analyzing, and then just having to let it go. Like, okay, I did what I could do, interviews done. What what now? I think most people would just probably be like, well, that was it. Wait till I hear back, if ever. Right. Well, actually, even before you get to the car, um, as you're ending, ending the interview, you want to thank the interviewer for their time. You want to restate your interest in the position because I've had interview. I've had companies tell me, wow, I didn't hire that person because I didn't think they were interested. Then I talked to the candidate and they said, I really wanted the job. And I said, well, did you ask for it? They said, well, no. Let them know. There's nothing wrong with saying, you know, I'm very interested in this position. I feel, again, my skills are a very good match for these reasons. Let them know. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't assume that they know your interest. Let them know you're interested. Thank them for the interview. Ask them what the next step might be. You know, uh, we've gone through the interview process. Can you give me some idea what the next step in the process would be? Okay. I think that's the question I was getting at earlier of, like, you know, let me know so I'm not just hanging here, like... And they may not have a firm answer for you. They may say, well, we have a few more people to interview, or the next step would be a, another interview with the team. Um, but ask that question. There's nothing wrong with that. And that way you walk out having some idea of what the next step is, and you're not sitting in the car wondering, okay, now what? You know, they're, they're doing that. Then uh, within 24 hours, make sure you send a thank you note. And uh, nowadays, the way things are set up, an email is fine. Um, you stand out a little bit more if you send snail mail and you send a, actually something in the mail, a nice little card in the mail. But certainly email is, is, is acceptable. Do it within 24 hours. Do it as, as soon as possible. That's where those names come in from the business cards or I guess right. those names of people if there's multiples. Because I had like three interviews at my job sure, and I had met like four people. Right. So right. it kind of was tricky. And there's nothing wrong if you have the email of the HR person who set the interview up for you and you've subsequently met with managers, there's nothing wrong with sending an email to the HR person saying, you know, could you please uh, provide the email addresses for me of the individuals that I met with in my second interview uh, or their names um, so that you can send an email to that manager, if you will. Nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah, I think that's a really key step for people. I don't know if they know, but I know that office job that I had before, they were interviewing people to be in the office with me. And the guy who ended up getting hired, that of course he went to uh, like a good school, so mm. that carries volumes, or you know mm. that carries a lot of weight for him. But also he was one of the few, if if not the only one, who had sent a thank you card. Right. That that like I think a couple days later, or maybe a week later, it arrived. But mm-hmm. it was like, oh look, yeah. like he so and so like sent a card, and it kind of like refreshed their memory of him. That's they right. kind of were like in limbo about mm. they weren't. You know, it was it, it was kind of dead even with who they had seen, and that actually made a big impact. So ever since then, I've been big on those cards. That's a good point. Uh, it may not be the, the 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 absolute deciding factor, but it could tip the scale if you are pretty close with someone uh, in terms of competition, uh, close number one or two. That thank you note or a thank you card might just take you over the edge. Everything's tied until that point. And they said, well, you know, the, this person actually even went more than an extra mile. So, and they're clearly interested. And they're clearly interested. And I Absolutely. think you told me in the card or the email, you kind of do a little blurb about what you guys spoke on, right? Like maybe, yeah. um, well, I want to thank you for your time. And um, I know you all mentioned that 
uh, one of the problem areas was customer service, and I really look forward to helping assist in that, um, so, you know, helping solve that issue. And then, you know, not just like, hi, thank you so much, bye. Like, you want to put something in there. Here's a good example of a follow-up note. Ms. or Mr. X, thank you for taking the time to discuss the marketing coordinator role today. I enjoyed our meeting, left your office energetic and excited about the opportunity to join your dedicated, welcoming team. My background in workforce development and marketing make me uniquely qualified to help your team achieve the goal for growth you set this year. If you have any further questions or concerns, I can be contacted by phone or email. I look forward to speaking with you soon. Kind regards, Camille Arden. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's really nice. Yep. It's it's yep. not just a, you know, that's a lot more detailed than I would think. Yeah. So. But you're again, you're you're closing the deal. You're reemphasizing why you think you're the best match for the position. At the same time, thanking them for their interview, and that's a that example I just gave you is a is is a pretty good one. Yeah, that's really solid. Yeah. It's regurgitating like everything. Yes, and co- keeps your keep close close the deal. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I think that I think that's a pretty good start to finish of the interview. I think we covered quite a bit, um, pretty thorough. I would say just just I guess to recap, uh, in case somebody's just listening to the end, um, phone screening. Well, you apply, you're gonna get more than likely notified of a phone or a video call first. That's kind of to me. That's the weeding out. Like right. we're checking for your skills. Right. Um, kind of the surface you have the level basics. stuff. Yeah, the basics yeah. of the job position. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, Do you meet the minimum qualifications for the job? Right, right. Treating it as seriously as you would the in-person professional. Um, landlines are kind of... Yeah. So I wouldn't recommend... The landline is not realistic, I don't yeah. think, nowadays. But, but cell phone charge, like you said. Yeah. Not driving. Right. Ask if you can reschedule it to an hour or so later if you are not available yeah. at that time. Yeah, if you're not in a position to take that call. They you. Right early um okay and then now assuming you did well now you get to meet in person and then make sure you're dressed appropriately you're on time actually early Early. 15 minutes early Mm -hmm. treat everyone there nice even like i don't even know the maid whatever uh i mean you never know just just to get in the habit you never know just keep that positive attitude going Mm -hmm. have your resume ready i even like bringing a notepad or something to write down i don't know yeah um, in case that. you think of something while you're in there. Sure. Um, you mentioned one person, or if there's a panel, make sure you um, give confident handshakes to the people you meet. Um, look at everyone in the eye. Speak and address everyone. Um, just making sure I'm, I'm getting it, too, for myself. Um, have your situations ready from previous experiences. If you, For some reason, by now, at this age, I don't know who would listen that's that young. If you... Um, maybe had an internship, maybe you've never had a job before. Right. Think of stuff in school and college where you had to work as a team. Or you were a leader of a club, you know, Spanish club, you were the leader of that club. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything you can show uh, that kind of ability, like if you don't have actual job experience, mm-hmm. um, there's things you may have done volunteer-wise, you did in school, you were the captain of your football team, and anything that shows leadership, uh, mm-hmm. that might be a help. Yeah. So, um, and then I guess once you're done... You know, you may need some scenarios to be ready with some good stories of stuff you've done previously. Also, just real quick, um, I know for me, if I had gaps in my resume or switching industries, I had asked you about that because that was that's kind of awkward. That goes back to like, why do you want to work here? Right. 
but um, I I had mentioned like, well, I thought I wanted to work in nonprofit, and now I see that for profit is um, something I'm interested in, and my skills can align with this position, and that was pretty much it. That right. was enough for me to say. Yeah. So just exactly. for people, I know a lot of people switching industries too, so right. you can also Google that too. And if you have a, a gap in your resume, maybe there's a, a year or so. Hopefully not, but if you do have something like that, well, people you can, like maybe they have kids. Yeah, or you were moved. Right, know. you you were or or you were um, volunteering. Taking care of a family member. Family, family member. Yeah, that'd be fine. But just be prepared to answer those questions. Um, like what happened here between right. 2010 and 2012. Correct, because they're they're gonna ask. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So then at the end they they're gonna ask like, all right, so do you have questions for us? Make sure you have like a good, um, well thought out two to three questions mm-hmm. to ask them back. Um, to show you did your research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, you can ask at the end, like, what would the next step be um, in this process? Then you leave, and then within 24 hours, you send an email or mail a thank you card. Right. Letting them know, regurgitating, like, you're interested in the position, name the position. Um, you can mention a problem that they brought up and how you want to help um, solve it and you're excited about being a part of this great growing company or right. lack of a better. Showing interest. Showing interest. Showing continued interest. Yeah. And then I guess that's it. More yep. than likely. if And if you don't get it, I know people, I've had interviews, if you don't get it, don't beat yourself up. It's kind of like the first date thing. Like, just move on to the next one. Don't let it get you down. (laughs) Well, job seeking is a numbers game. And the more activity you have, the less likely you'll be crushed if one situation doesn't come through. Um, I've had people go in an interview and they'll say, I've got to get this job or else. And like, or else what? You know, you've got to have maybe two or three uh, scenarios going if possible. So if one goes down, it's not the end of the world. Um, And uh, realize that once you've done that interview, that's pretty much all you can do at that point you can kick yourself in the car about questions you should have said and maybe get ready for the next interview and and do better but you've already interviewed don't beat yourself up like Camille said uh if the job doesn't come your way uh stranger things have happened with that company they may have even called back later if you came in say say you, you didn't get the job but they said it was very close you got the impression that you were a close number two Nothing wrong with maybe a couple weeks later calling and just saying, hey, I wonder how things are going with that position. You never know. The person that they hired may not have passed a background check. That person may not have taken the job. Um, So there's nothing wrong with a little follow-up and letting them know if they liked you that much and you followed up properly, if something else comes up, they might call you. Yeah. So it's never, never, it's not over till it's over. Yeah, that's a good point. Awesome. Okay. I think that's really good um, information for people. If you guys have any questions on anything or have other things you'd like to discuss or talk about, you can always let me know. Um, Dad, he's available in the Dunwoody area. He mentioned the um, Jewish nonprofit that he works for. They help all people, though, not just um, those people of that background. So you're welcome to look them up. And um, he's in the career services department. So. Um, thanks, guys, for listening. And that's it, right? That's it. Yeah. Hey, good luck. Best okay. best messages on yeah. your search. <laughs> All right, and um, we'll be back on. There's there's still resumes that we could talk about, um, and even maybe people that are transplants. There's lots of things, but for now, um, we're done. So, have a good weekend. Have a good day, and talk to you guys later. Bye.